Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, where we talk about what's going on in technology news and give you some insights that hopefully are useful. It's a big week this week in mobile. Mobile World Congress is going on. Samsung has the new S10 out. There's a lot of talk about folding phones and 5G. I'm Ken Mingus, executive editor at Computer World. I'm here with Dan Rosenbaum. We're going to talk about all that in just a minute, so stick around. Okay, so Dan, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Big week in mobile. You know, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on around Mobile World Congress. Uh, you had the uh, recent Samsung announcement uh, of its S10 line, not just one phone, but three or four, depending on how you count it. Um, folding phones are in the uh, ether. And so I thought it'd be a good chance to talk to you. Let's, I guess we should probably start with the S10 because you, you have had that in hand for a few days to sort of get a yeah. feel for what it's like. And uh, so let me just ask you right off the bat, uh, you know, did Samsung deliver this year? Is this a, an evolutionary phone or a revolutionary phone? Well, it's an evolutionary phone. There, there, there are four phones in the S10 line. There's the, the S10e, which is the smaller one, the regular S10, which is the sort of normal size, and, and the S10 Plus, which is their, their plus size phone. But there's, and and you, can, you can order them now, and they're going to be delivered, I think, uh, the beginning of March. But there's a, there's a fourth phone. There's the, the S10 5G. Yep. And that one's, not, that one's not going to be available till the second quarter sometime. Uh, so, so that one is, is a little bit revolutionary. But the S10 line in general is, is pretty evolutionary uh, a set of phones. So it's so basically three different phones, three different price points, three different screen sizes, I assume. Right. 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 And then, that's it. I mean, the go ahead. The, the, the small one is is a five point something. The big one is is six point four. I'm looking down so so I can I can pick it up. Um, that's the S9. I mean, this is the this is the S10. It's uh, uh, you can see it has very little bezel to it. Yep. Um, and the screen blanks out because in all demos, of course, the screen blanks out. <laughs> but you can see see that screen. And here's here's the S9. Here's here's last year's phone. I'll put them back to back. And you can see, yep, they're the same size. Yep, exactly. Okay? But the bezel, there's last year's phone. Yep. And you see the the the, the nose the and the chin. Yep. And here's this year's phone. Somewhere this year, Got but you it. see yep. very, very little bezel to it. Right. So the screen is is a is a huge upgrade from from last year to this year, and it's got the the latest chip. Um, that's it the, has that's a, the Snapdragon uh, eight fifty five, I think. Eight fifty five yep. this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's see if I can get get this to show. You can see. Oh yeah, the, the fingerprint mark. Yep. Okay, that's that's an in-screen fingerprint sensor. They move the, the sensor from, from the back to the bottom in the chin. Now it's under the screen. Got it. And and in the in the top two or the top three, if you want to count the 5G, uh, uh, trim lines, they have what they call an ultrasonic uh, fingerprint sensor. So it not only can tell tell the 2D where the, the, the whorls and the ridges are, but 3D. So I guess in order for, for someone to, to break that, you need to like, like cut off their thumb or something and, <laughs> and, and, and then plug it in. They, they say it's more secure. I'll, 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 I'll take their word for it. That's, that's not a test I think Computer World wants you to run. No, please let's not cut off any thumbs until we have to. Let me ask you, though, you know, as you've used it, have you had any problems using the, uh, the, the new sensor, the thumbprint sensor on the front of the, the screen? 
Is it work? No, it's, it's pretty. It's it's pretty quick. Uh, when when it works, it's very quick. It's um, it's a little finicky, and I'm not sure if that's user error or uh, or technology error. Yeah. They they pushed uh, uh, an update between the time they sent this to uh, to reviewers and the time that the embargo came off, and we could start writing about it and talking about it, and it made it better. So Probably. it's it's coming. It's fine. I don't think it's as convenient as Face ID myself. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Face ID isn't an option in, in Android really, and and the fingerprint sensor is, is really fine there. Okay, I, I know that when Samsung rolled rolled these out, that one of the things they were talking about, well, they talked about three things. They talked about the screen, which you've mentioned. They've talked right. about the upgraded hardware inside, speed and performance. Sure. And they also talked about the uh, the cameras. Have you had a chance to try any uh, try the cameras yet and see how they do? They deliver on what Samsung's promising in terms of photos. They really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the upper end Samsungs you can see, or maybe you can't see. Yep. There are three cameras back here. Yep, I can see them. Normal, normal wide and 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 ultra wide angle, and um, you know the night uh, night cameras are are just amazing now so so between the android's improvement between the the uh the improvement in in the cameras themselves that that samsung's put on the 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 cameras are really terrific i don't know if there's a huge business application for them but uh but but the cameras are are very very nice yeah i you know it's interesting that i really have been impressed with what android's been doing on the uh, computational photography side to me, that yeah. it, it feels like uh, they've sort of moved beyond Apple a little bit there in terms of of the final product. Uh, we'll see. Of course, every year it's you know one upsman uh, one upsmanship. But uh, okay, so sounds like solid phones. Uh, you know, I, I took a, an early look at your review, which will be on Computer World soon. And you know, you make a very good point that these are very good phones. But given the fact that we're sort of on the cusp of the move from 4G to 5G. Are they the right phone at the right time? So, you know, maybe this is a good chance to sort of shift into a, a little bit about where we're going with the, you know, the 5G, which, which is not available yet from Samsung. It won't be out until, I guess, before the middle of the year. Uh, second quarter, yeah, second before quarter. the middle of the year. Yeah. And they're, they're talking, you know, really, really soon. I think I think it, it bothered them a lot that they couldn't couldn't get the phones available at the beginning of March with, with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these phones come out at a really funny time in the industry. Uh, these are maybe the last, the last big flagship 4G phones you're going to see. And I have to wonder if it makes sense to be buying a really expensive 4G phone. The, the, the 10 plus comes out to $1,000 mm-hmm. uh, for, for the entry price for that, for that trim of phone. And, Phones now getting replaced every three years. So today, today, right, right, this right now, yep. There, there isn't a lot of 5G out there. There are some trials going on in four or five, maybe ten cities around the United States, and a couple more overseas. In a year, there are going to be major deployments out and running. In three years, 5G is going to be a really common thing. So do you want to be buying a, a really good, expensive phone that you're going to be using in three years that isn't going to be using the fastest network and most capable network available? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know. That's, that, that's a really, really hard piece of calculus for a business to, to do. Yeah. And, and 
I think Samsung is is really getting getting hung right right on the on the tip of, of that hook. Uh, it's it's when they they do their product announcements. It's 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 their clock. Yeah. They do a big announcement at Mobile World. They do a big announcement in the summer. Uh, in the summer, we'll probably see something else and maybe maybe a lower price five G phone. Although um, lower prices don't really seem to be how that market's going. Yeah, I don't see the market sort of uh, back backsliding like that. Yeah, uh, it, it is interesting because you know obviously there are improvements across the line. You know, in terms of comparing to last year, year before. So maybe if you've got a two or three year old phone and you really do need to upgrade, these are perfectly perfectly suitable upgrades. But oh, yeah. but as long as you know that you're you're you know you're buying a device, it's pretty much at the end of the line when it comes to networking in terms of 4G. And unless I guess you hold out for the 5G device, in which case you're sort of buying ahead of the curve because 5G, the network itself isn't really there yet. But in a year, you've got a good phone that's got 5G capabilities that theoretically would be able to, you know, work with the new networks. Theoretically, although 5G is a little bit of a moving target. I mean, there are three different bands. I I don't know if this this new 5g phone will be able to work with with all bands i don't know if all bands are even going to be uh, widely deployed in the next within the next three years so I mean, 5g is, is 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 a hard thing on the carrier side it requires a lot more towers yeah. it requires a lot more bands a lot more bandwidth the backhaul problems are immense because you you're you're pushing a lot more data through so you know, 5G is a, a harder problem than even 4G was, and 4G was no walk in the park. Yes, I remember. In fact, all of this kind of reminds me of the early days of uh, of Wi-Fi when there was 802.11a right. and b and c and n and abg, and you know, and you could buy routers and you could buy devices that would work with specific routers and things, but they didn't all play together, and you might not get the latest you know networking that you wanted. And so here we are at the edge of 4G, 5G, and you know, lots of promises around 5G, you know, better bandwidth, better ability to, you know, to access a signal in crowded places. But it's not really there yet other than in these trials. And, and in fact, even in a year, uh, you know, it may be more widespread, but how widespread it'll be, you know, is anyone's guess. My understanding was there was a, a demo at, at Mobile World uh, the other day where uh, a telecom executive placed what was supposedly the first live public video call outside of China using 5G. Okay. And this call went from, from one end of the stage to the other end of the stage. And it didn't go very well. Oh, no. <laughs> when you talk about demos, you know, that's one of the ones you might want to get right. You want to practice that so it's just absolutely 100% seamless. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. As you say, you know, this is very complicated technology. And, uh, uh, you know, as we're trying to – as the carriers are trying to roll this out and the hardware de- – the device manufacturers are trying to match up the radios they've got in the devices to the network that's coming. Uh, you know, there's a lot of room for, uh, if not error, at least a mismatch between the device and yeah. the networks that are coming. I, you know, I, I personally, uh, you know, I, I usually upgrade my iPhone every year because I like to get the latest and greatest, but I've been seriously thinking about holding off this year because we are sort of on that cusp and I'd like to see where Apple goes in 2020. I don't think there's going to be a 5G phone from Apple this year, but I think there might Unlikely, yeah. there might well be one in 2020, you know. And I mean, if someone like me, if I'm if I'm thinking of of holding off, then it, you know, it might make sense for what it's worth. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and for a business uh, business buyer or or an IT department, um, this is a big deal. This is a problem. There's a lot of money at stake, and and maybe the thing to do is to to not get a full thousand uh, dollar a top of the line flagship phone to step back to something, you know, the 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 one plus phone, the one plus six T, mm-hmm. perfectly good phone maybe half a generation behind 4G phone and it goes for only and I, and you should put the only in air quotes only $550. Right. So, you know, that's that's still a fair amount of change and if and if you really want to really save money, well, you know, swallow your pride and, and and go for something something cheaper. I mean, there there are there are Android phones out there for $100. Yep. You know, it it is not written in stone somewhere that your executives have to be carrying thousand dollar phones that are going to be, you know, out of date in in you know, six months to a year. Right. And not and not and not out of date in the oh this isn't the the, the hottest you know fastest coolest thing. I mean I mean out of date. It's not going to be using the, the the fastest technology available. Right, exactly. I mean, so you can save money on both ends. You know, you can save money on getting a less expensive phone, and you know, and use the tech, the technology that's out there now, and then wait for the network to arrive. Make sure you got the right device, and then if you're going to spend whatever, however many hundreds you're going to do, at least you know that uh, you're getting the you know the right device that's going to work on the network the way you think it will. Yeah. Now they're going to take away my tech journalist card for for saying that you shouldn't buy the the, the fastest, most expensive thing. But I think maybe this in this case. The fastest, most expensive thing might not be the best thing that you want to be splurging on. Yeah, and it's also interesting that this comes at a time, you know, obviously the the mobile phone market in general seems to have been slowing down. Uh, There seems to be a lot of saturation in some of the more, you know, developed countries. And so you've got phones being unveiled at a time when sort of we're in the middle of this networking change. I, it'll be cu- I'll be curious to see how these things sell in the same way I'll be curious to see how Apple devices sell this year, given that, you know, I think there is a, a growing recognition that we are moving toward 5G, that it's not here oh, yeah. yet. I mean, even though, what is it, AT&T says it's got some, you know, it, it's got some FACO network that it says is like. Oh, don't get me. Don't get me. I call that 4G. It is 4G. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, so we're at a transition point. It's going to be interesting. Let me ask you, speaking of transitions, you know, uh, obviously something else that's been in the news the last week or so, last couple of weeks, folding phones, you know, yeah, and I have yeah. to admit, I, I, I'm not a big folding phone fan in terms of uh, trying to say that three times quickly uh, in terms of, of, you know, form and function. I, I'm not quite sure what the use case is there. And especially given the prices, I mean, these things are running, you know, $1,900, $2,600. That's a very expensive, I mean, you know, a very expensive device. And, uh, you know, anyway, you're, what, what do you think? I mean, is this, is this a oh, fad? I, I, think, I, think, I think we agree. I, I mean, folding electronics has been something that's been building for five, five six, seven years. There's, there's a actually a really interesting uh, uh Technology Standards Group for Folding Electronics. They just had a meeting the, the other week. Um, and folding screens has been sort of the, the holy grail. The company Royal uh, uh, was the first one out uh, with something that you could, you could put your hands on. They were showing it at, uh, at CES a couple of months ago. Uh, now uh, Samsung came out with this, with this folding phone that, that sort of folds, folds like a book. Yep. Um, uh, was it Huawei? Huawei, I believe, yeah. Huawei came, came out with... Uh, with a phone that that sort of folds folds back on itself, and and no one is talking about why you would want this. No one would talk. No one's talking about 
um, the use case. No one's talking about the the ruggedness of it. I these these flexible screens are fine, but I promise you, they're not covered with Gorilla Glass. No. <laughs> so so you've got a so you've got a two thousand twenty five hundred dollar tablet. Let's call it a tablet. Yeah. That folds up and that can fit in your pocket, and that's really expensive, and that can probably get scratched and damaged easily. Well, you know, as I was saying, and I'm not sure I see the downside to this. Yeah, right? well, well, right. I was, you yeah. know, we were we were joking about it earlier. You put a hinge in the middle of a screen. What could possibly go wrong? And yeah, right. I mean, I this this to me. I mean, look, I get it. The the technology is cool. It is very cool to see these things, you know, being used. Even though I'm not quite sure how you'd use them day to day, but it it feels more like this is you know technology advancing for the sake of technology advances, not for some sort of real world. It's not what I don't know what problem it's solving. Well, we've never seen that before, have we? No, we of course we haven't. You know, no, and, of course we haven't. I mean, I'm flexible. I, I understand flexible screens. I understand use cases for flexible screens. I can see them. Uh, flexible screens and flexible batteries in smartwatches. I can see them in medical technology. Sure. I can see them. I can see them uh, built onto onto card dashboards. I think you could build a, a fabulous dashboard with a big, uh, a flexible kind of swoopy display. I do not understand this for for folding it and putting it in your pocket. The uh, the the only form factor this makes sense to me is if you wanted to bring back the flip phone, because for a flip a flip phone closed down, uh, you're protecting the screen. The flip phone. Uh, fits in your pocket well. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I, I miss the flip phone. Yep. I was a big flip phone fan. You, you can hang up the phone with a, with a good thwack by, by closing it, and, 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 you, and you, by God, you hung up that phone. <laughs> uh, uh, so It's know, back maybe, to the future. Maybe you'll see a flip phone. Yep. And, and, and you know, there are rumors about Motorola coming out with a, with a, a full-screen Razer phone. Wow. Okay. So and it, and you know that's, that that might be one of those take my money moments. Yeah. All right. Well. We'll, well all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive a nail on the wall if you do that. Then we'll have to revisit if that comes out. <laughs> but it does feel like you know it's like uh, sort of back to the future. You've got the technology that's here now, but uh, not solving a problem. But it may spur you know a different kind of form factor than what we're used to. You know. Again, back to the the flip phone or you know, however you want to describe it. Um, but it does feel I mean, these, like. Go ahead. These, these these candy bar phones are are not a great form factor. You're you're carrying around seven inches of really expensive, fairly fragile glass. Yeah. You know how how many people have you seen walking around with with screens that are just smashed to bits? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so something some some technology some display technology that you could maybe fold over to protect. Wow, that's, that sounds like a problem that technology might actually solve. <laughs> Who knew? All right, so to sum up, um, the, the, the Samsung Galaxy S10 line, very good, very evolutionary phones that uh, if you really have to have you know the latest and greatest from Samsung, you'd be fine buying it. But we're on the cusp of the move to 5G. You're locking yourself into the old network, which within the next year or two is likely to be replaced by 5G fairly widespread. Um, although there's still some questions about that. And I think we're on the same page when it comes to folding phones. That's just an idea that needs to fold, as it were. Well, it's just an idea that's that's maybe in, in need of a little more evolution. A little more refinement, shall we say. A little more refinement. Okay, great. Uh, any final thoughts before I let you go, Dan? 
we cover everything no, we thought I'm we good. wanted to? No, I think, I think we covered it all. All right, we'll have to come back with the uh, faux uh, AT&T, faux G sometime and have another discussion. Absolutely. Love to talk 5G. Okay, great. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. For now, for Mobile Week, Mobile Month, whatever it is, that's a wrap.